You are listening to Von Ferdinand Legal News here on Waterberg Stereo. The program is sponsored by the Witt and De Villiers Brokers here in uh, Rustenburg. You're welcome to send us your comments, your questions to Falker at vvd.co.za. That's V-O-L-K-E-R at vvd for von Ferdinandaffi.co.za. Two topics. Firstly, Tandeka Impanza will answer the question and give us her opinion on whether an employer can force an employee to get a COVID-19 vaccine. And then secondly, labor law issue uh, related to the question as to whether an employee can be dismissed by the employer over threatening Facebook posts grading their employer. So uh, please stay tuned uh, so that uh, we can listen to what Johannes Mukutidi has to say about social media and policies that an employer can make in this regard and the obligation of an employee to follow those policies and directives of his or her employer. My name is Falke Kruger. Thanks for joining us, Tandeka and Panza, from our Labour Law Department to discuss a COVID-19 related topic, which I think is very topical, obviously, these uh, days. Can my employer force me to get a COVID-19 vaccine? Uh, let's get right into it. Yes or no, uh, Tandeka, what do you think? Well, good day, Volker, and good day to the listeners at home. Well, firstly, let me first start off by mentioning that it's not such a quiet and uh, cut forward answer where you, whether you can just say yes or no. There are various considerations that you need to take into factor. Uh, the first being the health and safety of the, of the other employees and the other being the operational requirements. Now, if an employer were to uh, choose to adopt a, a compulsory employer vaccination policy, such a policy would have to be applied and considered in terms of the constitution, uh, more especially section 12, subsection 2 of the constitution that states that everybody has the right to bodily and psychological integrity However, this right is, however, not absolute, nor is it cast in stone, as the Constitution also permits the limitation of the rights in terms of the law of general application. And we also know that in terms of the Occupational Health and Safety Act, uh, this, uh, this act obligates an employer to have and maintain, as far as reasonably policy, a working environment that is safe, safe and without risk to the health of the employees. So, from a health point of view, in essence, every employer must determine whether it is necessary to implement such a compulsory COVID-19 vaccine policy for its businesses, where there is no law of general application. However, there are in certain instances where employees can safely social distance during regular work hours with a lesser risk of transmission. It may be beneficial to encourage vaccination and not make it mandatory. But that's just in terms of the health uh, perspective, Olga. In terms of the operational requirements, we also need to uh, look at the operational requirements of certain companies. Um, I'll give you an example. If you are working as an air hostess for an international airline, and while in South Africa, uh, the the, uh, uh, the vaccination, uh, COVID-19 vaccination might not be uh, mandatory. But if you are traveling to countries where the, the vaccination is mandatory, then when we start weighing the operational requirements of, 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 of that, that, that current occupation that you might be in, such may require you to partake in the COVID-19 vaccine because other countries that you would be traveling to would make it mandatory. So there are various legs that, that, that we need to consider the health perspective and the operational requirements of the company. But the short answer so that I would say that in certain circumstances, yes, an employer may force you, maybe um, legally force, uh, force you to take a COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, I think I would 
agree with you. If it's necessary for the workplace to be safe and for your specific type of work that you get next, uh, vaccinated, otherwise you can't properly uh, perform your tasks uh, safely, then uh, I would also think the employer could indeed force the employee, like the example that you you mentioned um, with the ear hostess or whatever. So, yeah, and also I guess one could compare it with any other rules that an employer can make to ensure that there's a safe environment at the workplace. For example, if a mine has a rule that you must wear a helmet uh, to protect your head whilst uh, working underground, or a rule that you may not use your cell phone whilst walking at your workplace because you might stumble and fall and get hurt or cause others to be hurt or whatever, um, then I guess that is also reasonable um, and uh, can be enforced. So just like those rules can be enforced to ensure that there's a safe uh, place of work, I would also think that the same applies to uh, vaccination. Uh, and obviously there's ample of evidence from the experts that the vaccinations uh, work, that they uh, uh, have a big um, impact on the risks associated with COVID-19. Uh, but tell me, what do you think, what, what sort of changes um, can uh, uh, um, employers uh, expect to implement at the various uh, workplaces? What would your advice in this regard be? Well, Volker, uh, the Minister of Employment and Labour, Mr. Timberlani Nlesi, he has issued various directives on how businesses need to operate going forward. Um, he, I would suggest uh, all business owners uh, look at the directives in details, but in summary, essentially what he requires is that a plan of action needs to be implemented. And what should what this plan of action should consider are, uh, some of the factors that the, the plan of action should consider are the operational hours of the businesses, uh, or should also determine which employees are able to come into the business premises and those who would be required to work from home. It will also require a list of those employees who have been identified as vulnerable or rather high high risk of transmission. Um, also other factors are employees should also be as far as possible implement ways of minimizing workers in the workplace. And employers are also obligated to put in place measures for the daily screening of employees, clients and etc. And lastly, constitutional measures for employees who refuse to work due to the fear of exposure to COVID-19. Where would they find those directives? I guess with a search on the internet uh, with those keywords, no directives, minister, COVID-19, workplace or something like that, they should be able to find it, the okay. business. Yes, that is indeed correct. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So we saying that in those cases you mentioned, the, you know, an employer should be able to force an employee to get vaccinated. That uh, can then be the policy of the employer. So what now if the employee refuses to get vaccinated for whatever reasons? There are a lot of arguments uh, uh, about this, and some people think it's not a good idea to get vaccinated. Uh, some even bring in religious beliefs, uh, etc. So, So what can the employer then do? 
Well, again, uh, Falcon must remember that each of these cases must be determined on a case-to-case basis. And if an employee finds himself, in a, if an employer rather, finds himself in a situation where an employee uh, does not want to vaccinate, uh, one of the steps that the employer can arrange is arrange counselling for the employee and permit the employee to seek guidance from a medical practitioner, fellow colleague or a trade representative. And if necessary, take reasonable steps to accommodate an employee in a position that does not require them to be vaccinated. Uh, the directives again states that this accommodation means any reasonable change that would allow an employee to keep their job, such as working off-site or from home or in isolation at the workplace or continuously working a mask, um, I mean wearing a mask rather. Um, while, while this is not always possible, but the employee should the employer should take mitigating steps to try and accommodate uh, the employee in as far as possible. Uh, but in conclusion, Volker, it is however prudent that we all take uh, the reasonable steps to stay safe for our own sakes and for those around us. And I think should any of our listeners at home our, who are employers or employees not be sure you are you are liable, you are at, at liberty to consult your legal advisor should you not be sure as to how to implement these directives in your various workplaces. I guess a simple, straightforward case would be a nurse. I'm pretty sure that employer would be able to force the nurse as employee um, to uh, get vaccinated because there you can't make other plans to accommodate that employee. No? But what you're saying is, you know, it depends on the circumstances. There might be other situations uh, where an employee uh, could be allowed to make alternative plans to to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody can work safely. So, so yeah, I guess uh, that's also important to emphasize, get your uh, advice from your uh, lawyer, from your uh, labor law expert, uh, before you take any final decision. Thank you, Tandika. My name is Volker Kruger from Van Ferden Duffy Attorneys. You uh, are listening to Waterberg Stereo. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about a court case, uh, labor law related. Uh, Johannes Muguteri, one of the experts from our labor law department, has joined me for the discussion. Uh, it's a case dealing with um, uh, Major General Verney um, and the question as to whether an employee can be dismissed over threatening Facebook posts degrading their employer. Uh, Johannes. Yeah, uh, thank you, Volker. <clears throat> Just a brief background. Remember that um, uh, we are now, now living in a world where in uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, WhatsApp, and so forth, uh, is their part and parcel of our lives. Now, for instance, when Facebook was introduced in 2004, it was mostly used by then the children and their parents regarded that as a communication measure between the children and their friends. Therefore, it was not that uh, difficult and it was not that important in an employer-employee relationship. However, later on, these, those children entered the workplace and they continued to use that Facebook. Now, um, uh, at the time, uh, uh, the employer uh, controlled it by simply blocking uh, Facebook. And um, later on, uh, it became important or the employer realized that uh, Facebook was part and parcel of uh, the employment relationship. It can be used for other activities such as marketing, posting articles, and, and, and as such, it was allowed, but only for a limited time period, such as being allowed to be used in lunch times and, and. 
But the world has changed so much that now uh, social media is part and parcel of our lives. Uh, therefore, for the employer and the employee to be regulated in their relationship uh, one way or another, the relationship or the way in which the employees use the social media such as Facebook needs to be controlled. Otherwise, it leads to some problems. Remember, in the beginning, it was viewed as being used for friends, but those friends later on become clients and and end. Therefore, the posting on the Facebook or on whatever social media does not necessarily only relate to friends, but it relates to clients. Now, if it relates to clients, it has to be regulated because of the information which is there uh, can uh, in any way uh, affect or have an effect on the relationship between uh, the employee, the employer, and the client. Therefore, as an employer, uh, things have changed that it requires the employer to bring into place or to introduce what you call policies dealing with social media in respect of their relationship between the employer and the employee. Uh, such is important because of, uh, at times, uh, such posting can bring the employer's name into disrepute. It can affect the relationship. The, uh, I've noticed a number of cases where the employees vent their frustrations or their anger and they say bad things about their employers and so forth. Therefore, uh, the case at hand more or less relates to that. But what happened here is that briefly, General Major General Veni, the cluster commander of the South African Police Services and was stationed at Mitchell's Plain in Cape Town, as the uh, uh, as the head of the police anti-gang unit, and um, uh, it is clear that he has an ANC background. And uh, between the December 2020 and February 2021, General Vini posted several Facebook comments, which uh, refers to the ongoing disputes or tension between the top police brass. Uh, to sum it briefly, is that um, uh, there were a number of cases which involved the, the police brass, which were dismissed. Now, General Vini uh, um, um, uh, made his comments in respect of those. Now, uh, the posts that he made, they were from uh, December 2020, and the last one was in uh, 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 January 2021. Now, interestingly, this post, he just posted this post and uh, never mentioned the name, never remarked that this is related to this person and and but he simply posted this post and made few comments. Now, he was charged. He was charged because of uh, the, the following. Number one, on the, or in, the, in, in, in 20, 2017, the, 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 the National Office of the Police issued a, a secular and the national instructions, which was national instruction number five of 2017, which read that uh, uh, that uh, employees of SAPS may not engage in an online publication or communication on social media, which could bring South African police into disrepute. And it further on held that every employee is accountable for comments, uh, statements made by him or him, give careful consideration to what he, she, Post and the perception that may create that may be created by this post. Uh, uh, further on, finally, it says that the contents of the post must not be illegal or disrespectful. Now, General Vini, in his defense, held that uh, this post 
they were never referring to any other person. They were here, yeah, he took them from the social media and they are accessible to everybody. And as such, he was not uh, guilty. But nevertheless, he was found guilty of such. And uh, ultimately, he was dismissed. I have reliably learned that uh, he has brought an application for review before the, the, the labor court in Cape Town. Therefore, uh, the things that we can learn from this case specifically is that, um, uh, number one, it's very important that uh, as the employer, we should always have a policy which deals with uh, social media, which co to an extent control or regulate the conduct of the employee in their post uh, uh, on the social media. Remember, I mean, the employees can, if uh, they, have, they can have a carte blanche of saying whatever that they want to say, and if it's not correctly regulated, the employee can uh, can damage the image of, of, of the employer. Therefore, it's very important that you should have a policy. It's very important that such uh, events or such posts are regulated. Uh, and uh, if there's a policy in place and the policy is uh, contravened, uh, the employer can judge the employee for misconduct, and such an employee can be dismissed for posting uh, 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 media or events which are in disrepute and or which are threatening to the employer. And as such, uh, uh, the relationship can be deemed to have been irretrievably broken down. So even if you make postings after hours on your cell phone at home or at your computer, on your computer at home, that doesn't matter. If it's social media and it's contrary to the policy of your your firm, then uh, you've broken the rules of your employer, which he's entitled to make. The employer can make rules which uh, relate to your work uh, in any way, including rules that you may not uh, post anything on social media, which might um, affect the the good name and reputation of your company, then the employer can act against you, just like with any other rule that you might uh, break. Is that sort of the gist of it? Yes, you, you, you are 100% you are correct, uh, Volker. Uh, it must be noted that as long as it it, uh, it affects the relationship between the employer and the employee, irrespective of the time frame, irrespective of the situations, and um, uh, as long as it has that impact, he, the employee in question can be charged for misconduct. It should be noted that um, or, or that uh, on a number of cases, uh, I have observed uh, that uh, in respect of Facebook, uh, when the employees are charged, they will uh, indicate a defense of right to privacy. They, they would refer it to snooping. They would refer to that, uh, 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 that um, uh, the, the, the breaching of trust and end, you know, because of that uh, uh, situation or that forum is meant between the said employee and his friends. But it should be noted that uh, that the same, the very same friends is public, and as such, uh, it is going to create a perception, and that perception is against the employer. Therefore, irrespective uh, 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 whether it is, has been made privately, whether it has been made in secret. Whether it has been made in a situation in which public don't have access, you have restricted your access only to your friends, whether it has been made after hours, the employee in question can still be charged. Okay. So I think for the employer, the lesson is to make sure that you have a proper policy dealing with uh, social media and that you do uh, enforce that uh, consi consistently. And from the employee's point of view, please be careful what you post on any 
social media platform related uh, to your work uh, or your employer. Thank you, Johannes. Thank you, Volker. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.